0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, October 31st, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. Big Bird has latched his yellow, rounded talons into the presidential race, and it seems every time the subject of cutting public broadcasting is brought up, the overwrought rhetoric comes with it. Trevor Burris, a legal associate at the Cato Institute, comments. For somebody who's written about public broadcasting probably was a nice moment to have Big Bird claw his way back into the uh, debate over government spending, federal spending.
1: Yeah, it's it's an eternally recurring debate. And the really fascinating thing is that all it takes is the mention, the very off-the-cuff mention during a presidential debate by a presidential candidate for suddenly the hatches to be battened down and public broadcasters to be fearing for their funding and for their lives. Uh, this is really the most uh, – Loose amount of political pressure you can imagine being put on public broadcasting, and it still puts political pressure on them, which is kind of hilarious. Now we have marchers, we have the Million Muppet March coming, all because of a candidate mentioning it.
0: In fairness, it is highly unlikely that even in uh, a President Romney administration that public broadcasting would face uh, any cuts at all. But more important than that, and I'm sure Mitt Romney is sensitive to that, it's the idea that. Cutting federal funding to public broadcasting equates to – the death of Big Bird.
1: Yeah, which is not true. If federal funding is completely cut from public broadcast tomorrow, Big Bird is not going anywhere. Uh, Sesame Street makes a ton from merchandise. It makes a ton from private contributions. And of course, viewers like us would dig down and give to Sesame Street and public broadcasting in general if it was announced that they're being defunded, which is the real absurdity of the entire thing. We're talking about almost apocalyptic type of discussions of the role of government when we're talking about defunding something that doesn't even need federal funds to exist. And no one can deny that if federal funding is cut off for public broadcasting, it will still exist. It'll change. And some people will lose their jobs maybe and some things will change. Some rural stations will will likely go out of business. But that's the nece- that's the inevitable result of cutting anything from government. So we should start with PBS and do it now. Trevor
0: Burrus Now, uh, the, one of the points that you make in your piece for uh, USA Today is that if we can't cut even PBS, which represents what portion of the federal budget?
1: I wouldn't, it's, it's in the hundredths of a percent.
0: OK. If we can't cut that, then we. what chance do we have cutting things that uh, – uh, provide cash benefits to people directly.
1: Exactly. We have – this Million in march is really interesting to me because you want to see what happens when you keep riding this gravy train of government to the end. Well, look at the Million Greek march uh, happen, that happened in Greece and will continue to happen in many European countries as they try and take away some of these programs that are just quite simply unsustainable. Uh, that's what we will get to if we don't get off of this you know, tight course and start defunding things. And- and uh, and right now we just you know deal with the perturbed puppeteers who are going to be on the mall and say yeah I'm sorry but part of cutting government means someone will lose their job and things will go away but we have to do it
0: and uh, I mean there's another there's a parallel here because when people talk about cutting the defense budget uh, you know a point that I like to make to people is well look if Republicans refuse to cut the defense budget what possible chance do we have to cut uh, you know, health insurance to kids. What possible chance do we have to cut entitlements if we can't – again, a smaller amount of money that is not uh, anywhere in our constitution, uh, public broadcasting. Yeah.
1: And everything seems to play out this farce. I feel like this is a gut check for America, right? Uh, it's time to have a gut check and defund something that will still exist even if we defund it. Uh, we have – Congress or the, the Republicans can't cut defense spending. They'll call you a, a peacenik who wants to destroy America if you want to cut three percent from the defense budget. And this is just absurd talk. It's all politics. We all know it's not true. Meanwhile, we have Congress appropriating, you know, F-35s to the point of a, a trillion dollars, the GDP of Australia, and that's never going to be cut. And we have we have building of M1A1 Abrams tanks, which are never going to be cut. And right now, we like, so we can get to those, but let's start with Big Bird and say, Hey, Big Bird, you've been You've been on the dole for a while. We're going to put you off the dole and we hope you have a nice and fruitful career going forward.
0: There is another issue related uh, with respect to uh, I think more specifically NPR than uh, PBS, which is when you have the government even providing a small share of the budget, that does have an impact on what ends up on the air.
1: Of course. And everyone knows that. And for some people, they think that's a good thing. Uh, that that makes it, it – keeps it free from corporate control and things like that. Uh, I don't think it's a good thing. I don't think that uh, political control should be determining what what media we see on television, which it unquestionably does and it has since the beginning of public broadcasting. And then, As I said, if all you need is a candidate to mention defunding and this is the kind of reaction you get, then what kind of behavior do you think the public broadcasters generally engage in as they sit around and hear if a, a sitting congressman actually say, as we're going to defund PBS. Well, then they're definitely going to be like, well, we're going to put that on the air. I don't know. That might really, really make somebody mad. So I think we're going to take this off the air. As a result, we have programming that's pretty watered down. It doesn't push any barriers. It tries to hit the biggest you know, bell curve medium of American life, which is fine. Uh, but it could be better. It could be even more if we got off of the public dole. Um, it, it could be hard hitting It could be cutting. It could criticize government. You don't hear a lot of that. So uh, it, it would be better for public broadcasters if they got off.
0: Public broadcasting, specifically NPR, has a reputation for being left-wing, which is to some degree deserved. Some degree, it's it's not deserved. But uh, I thought, and I, I, I may have gotten this from you, is the idea that, well, you know, perhaps – NPR would become more left-wing uh, were it to get off the public dole, being more critical of government in particular ways than it is today.
1: Now, if we're going to call that left-wing, I think it would be more critical of government for war powers particularly. Uh, it tends to be very deferential to authority no matter who's in place. So that would be better. Uh, it, whether you know, it's, it's, it's inconsequential for the libertarian case against us because the, if it were libertarian and being funded by the, the taxpayer, I would still be against it in every libertarian should. So that it's left-wing. Yeah, it's still my favorite news outlet. And if they defund it, I'm going to be giving them money. I already give them money now. If they defund it, I'm going to be giving them money tomorrow.
0: Trevor Burris is a legal associate at the Cato Institute and author of the Cato Policy Analysis, If You Love Something, Set It Free, a case for defunding public broadcasting. You can get your copy at Cato.org.